0: Cougars house all right so i know we're moving to the big 12 next year but what better way to leave the american athletic conference than by winning the whole dang thing you are locked on cougs your daily podcast on the houston cougars part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Welcome to Locked on Cougs, daily podcast about your Houston Cougars. I'm your host, Houston-born teacher and coach, Parker Ainsworth. here to break down all things Cougs. If you're a U of H fan or just a hater who can't step by, please be sure to subscribe down below. That way we get the latest on the Cougs into your news feed each and every day. We appreciate you making Locked on Cougs your first listen of the day. Welcome back to the YouTube channel. It's good to see you again. Uh, Remember, we're giving away something every 250 subscribers. At 750, we're giving away a... Galen Robinson designed a Letterman jacket. I'm like motioning, putting a jacket on for the audio audience. Um, so go to YouTube, hit subscribe. That way we can get to 7:15 and get this thing away. Um, once we get there, we're gonna give this away to someone who's commenting and liking the videos. So make sure you leave a comment down below. Uh, and if you cannot think of anything to say after talking a little bit about Houston beating Tulane. Tell us if you'd rather have a pet tiger or a pet wolf. Now, what I'm looking at here is a quick bonus episode. There's a full length episode talking about some football topics going out at the exact same time. So you can obviously check that out. But man, oh man, that Houston beatdown of Tulane was just too good to pass up. Uh, so we're going to talk briefly in a little bit of a bonus episode here tonight. I guess you're getting this in the morning because it's already kind of late on, uh, but we're going to talk about the game. Uh, now, basic stats Houston wins the game. 89 to 59 and thus seals a at least a partial number one seed in the conference. Um, Houston seals it up because I have three games left in conference play with three games left in conference play. they could lose all three and fall to 10 and 4. Uh, that ten and four in conference play would be tied with Memphis and Tulane. Tulane beat Memphis twice. Houston has now beaten Tulane twice, and so all of those things roll out. Where the game on Tuesday, the game on Wednesday night was a game to see if Houston could officially claim first place, at least a share of it in the regular season. Uh, going in, they won eighty nine to fifty nine, and man, oh man, when it started rolling, it started rolling uh lots of things to shake the cap off at this one too great great performances across the board from a number of different cougs um we have to start the show though with Jawan roberts Jawan roberts had not scored 20 points in a basketball game in college until last sunday that's he had played 89 college games before scoring 20 points setting his own career high on sunday against memphis he then waited a few days and broke that by scoring 26 against Tulane on Wednesday night, 26 points on just 10 field goals. Uh, he also added, you know, eight and nine from the free throw line had seven rebounds of his own what was phenomenal. about Jawan Roberts was he seemed to always know exactly like when his man was helping where to find the empty spaces. I commented some on Twitter and the game thread. They did a great job of finding uh, like that left and spot, the dunker spot here, post-up spot there. Some great jobs of finding those to catch the drop-offs. Much like the first two-lane game, Tulane has such a hard time keeping the ball in front of their guys on the perimeter that what Houston guards are able to do is to get in the lane and drop it off to the big fella because the defensive big fella has to slide over and help and stop the guard from getting a layup, right? Um, it, that's, I guess, most notably seeing the fact that Houston had 22 assists on 31 made baskets, right? More than two thirds of the more than two of the baskets came off of assists, and that's not like they did have some isolation plays. They did have some plays where dribble would have, a dribble would have killed the assists, right? All those kinds of things. Now, I loved watching DeJuan Roberts play because he's so in. Inter- like I think he's an NBA pro, and it's probably a conversation for after this season. He probably needs more time in college. But I don't say like we're not in danger of like losing it necessarily. Um, but the way the game's going, with a little bit like. You want that guy, that the five that can be a little more versatile and guard a lot of guys. He had, um, he had a big block and a pair of steals in this game. So his active hands all over the place. Um, four of his seven rebounds were offensive, and like he frankly got a lot more hands on other uh, rebounds than that. He didn't get pull off them in, but really, really aggressive and a, you know, a high attack like level of attack on the rebounds there. Um, I thought it was interesting to see him low to high and high to low with Jairus a few different times. Um, he did some with Reggie Chaney when Reggie Chaney was in there and some of the high-low stuff. Chaney's hands aren't quite as good as Jairus and Jawan's. Uh, he does a lot of things very well. I don't mean to say anything negative, but that's just not his strong suit. Whereas Jawan is really, really good with his hands in that area. Um, Jawan really was a difference maker because in a game where he's finally not outsized, it shifted how it shifted everything that Tulane had to do to guard because suddenly they had a help down on the backside, and that led to some other open threes for guys like Emmanuel Sharp or even Jamal Shed, though he didn't shoot the ball particularly well. Um, didn't shoot the ball particularly well, and Houston had 89 points, right? Houston had two guys not shoot the ball particularly well and scored 89 points against the second best team in the American conference. Like what is going on? This team is phenomenal fellas. All right. So I digress. Um, But Juwan Roberts shifting the defense opened up other guys. And then you had this yin and yang back and forth. Um, It was a really, really tremendous effort out of him. And again, like he's playing his best basketball as the season goes on. And as we get into, we had the last 10 days of the regular season and the conference tournament. Teams are going to have to start accounting for him. He's no longer like that fifth scoring option as a starter. Uh, Steve Peters pointed out on Twitter uh, last game, but I believe this is now 11-0 for Houston when uh, they get the ball to Roberts for an early basket. Uh, Kelvin Sampson said in his media availability on, I believe it was Tuesday, um, that... They're intentional about going to him early to kind of get him involved. And they notice that when they do that, it increases like his energy and it, like his productivity in the course of the game. And that was clearly evident in this one. He went off early and was a force throughout because of that. Um, I want to get into a couple of other performances. I want to talk some about Sasser. I want to talk about what Jarvis did well because his offensive stat line might not look like it. But first, I got to talk about FanDuel. So FanDuel is America's number one. Sportsbook and it's our newest partner here at locked on it's midway point of the NBA season. And it's the perfect time to download FanDuel uh, because they give all kinds of gifts out like a no sweat first bet for up to a thousand dollars. It's bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores, the threes drained. The bet I'm saying for today is they've got the Warriors only favored over Houston, by 10 points, I got Warriors minus 10 over the Rockets on Thursday night. Um, listen, I know for the young folks, it's hard to believe, but once upon a time, these games really were a toss-up, especially in the regular season. And frankly, the playoff series were going seven games. right? They were super competitive as well. But that's not the case anymore. Houston's going for victor. Golden State's trying to climb the standings. I'm thinking Golden State wins this by more like 18 or 22. So I'm thinking it's easily clearing that 10-point margin. I'm saying to do it at fan Duel Sportsbook. Uh, FanDuel lets you combine your bets for a bigger chance to pay out with the same game parlay, so make sure you check that out as well. Don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet for up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Now, I said, I want to talk something about Sasser and uh, then I want to talk some about Walker and other performances, but Sasser with his own 22 points shot four of eight from the three point line. And frankly missed two looks early in the first half that I feel like he normally makes. So there's not a crazy world here. We he actually finishes with 28 on six of eight from three um, tremendous shooting performance out of him. I was really impressed when the Tulane uh, green wave Ron hunters team went zone to try and like, take away the post play for houston and you saw sasser very quickly weaving around the guards and just attacking the rim he, instead of passing the ball to the nail like i said they did in the first two lane game Sasser's was able to dribble through pen, through defense and get his own penetration to the nail when i say the nail i mean the middle of the free throw line right um, he's getting to that spot on his own and thus having four guys around him as the creator from that spot Really, really impactful. He had six assists. Jamal Shedd had six assists, too. Um, not his best shooting night. Jamal Shedd was one of five from three. Only thought one looks was questionable. I didn't think he needed to take an off the dribble pole when he wasn't shooting the ball particularly well. Like a heat check, I get it, right, Jamal? I'm not saying you can't do that, but that didn't feel like the moment to me. Um, I was really, really proud of, and I think when I tweeted this, one of the most impressive things, I think, in watching the season has been the growth of Emmanuel Sharp. Emmanuel Sharp admittedly misses singing year with an awful leg injury. Right, uh, transfers to Houston at mid year. Enrolls mid year, I should say. Really, um, takes his red shirt while he's rehabbing on staff or like with the Houston staff on site, etc. cetera. Um, and is it in his red shirt? Red shirt, air quotes. Freshman year this year, and um, you know he's kind of had to work himself in. He's still working his way into shape. He's in much better shape now than he was in October, right? Like, and I, I now that it's over, Emmanuel, you, you looked a little pudgy in October. We're, we're past it. You look great now, uh, but. In doing that, he also has bought into the things Houston values. When he showed up in October, November, first thing jumps to the f- no pun intended because of his last name, he's a sharp shooter, right? That's what he does. But also it was interesting to watch that like he very quickly became uh, like a decent perimeter defender side to side, right? Because he missed some time early because Houston kept subbing me out because it goes getting beat off the dribble. And, Then he very quickly became the best of the young guards in helping off the backside to tag the roller. And then he very quickly moved from that to being this guy that took, like, taking charges. And he's suddenly become, like, he's gone from a pure shooter. And for the audio audience, I'm motioning my hand like a shooter, and I don't really know why. But he's gone from a pure shooter into more of a traditional Houston guard in the Kelvin Sampson era in just a few months. It's wildly impressive to watch. Go back and watch like him and his sparse minutes against Oregon or him and his sparse minutes against St. Mary's. Like, he wasn't doing these things, right? And like something has clicked. He's figuring out what to do. He's understanding the philosophy. The coaching is working on Emmanuel Sharp. It's really cool to watch. Terrence Arsenal is doing a lot of the same things. His offensive game isn't quite catching up to him. I've seen Arsenal in high school at Beaumont United shoot the ball tremendously well. He is a scorer. His offensive game is in a little bit of a lull. Right. He will be there. There's a reason he's as ranked as high as a recruit as he is. And frankly, NBA scouts will tell you he's still a second round pick if he went out today. Right. Like he's that kind of a guy. He's just having a rough spot with his offense. He's picking up some of the same things defensively. The reason Sanson's going with Sharp more is Sharp's offense is not in the low right now. Right. Um, there will be an important Arsenal moment in March. I don't know if it be in the American tournament, the opening round, whatever. There will be an important Arsenal moment in March I just got this feeling. He's got that gamer in him. But for now, it's been really, really fun to watch and Sharp going to that guy. The other freshman, Jairus Walker, I think if you look at offensive stats, you'd probably say played poorly against Tulane, right? Nine points. He did have 13 rebounds, the team in rebounds, but nine points, one of six from three, four, 12 shooting. It's like you do layups and you do layups or dunks and three pointers. Why is this so off? You got no free throws. You didn't get to the line. Like what's going on there? And admittedly, He didn't get the foul line because he didn't get the shots he wanted, right? Offensively, he was not great, but man, oh man, he had two like volleyball style blocks. And when I say that that impacted the rest of the shots for Tulane after that, you saw hesitation inside of five feet because between his pair of blocks, a Juwan Roberts, big block, Reggie Cheney's big block. Every time Tulane got in the lane, they felt like someone was coming for their lunch money because they'd seen it happen before, right? And there was one of the two blocks Jairus Walker has where he starts his, like, block action, like his gallop into a leap to block the shot from, like, outside of the lane and blocks it across, his body's crossing the rim and pins a thing off the glass. I, I understand frustration with the fact that he didn't score 15 points. I kind of thought... He'd be hitting that on an average night by this point in the year. And more nights than not, he does, right? Um, I also think that, you know, on Winston in particular, they didn't use him as a creator in a way that he'll get the four or five assists like I think he's capable of. Yes, those are growth areas for sure. But the reason he played as many minutes as he did as opposed to the Chadian and lineup or as opposed to the Francis and Jawan lineup is because of how great he was defensively at keeping Kevin Cross two lanes like, Important one of their big three guys at Tulane, um, keeping him to just what has he got here, uh, eight points, right? That's a guy's beginning 15 plus a night for them, healed him to eight, right? Um, defending the rim, keeping guys like uh, Ty uh, Tylan Pope off the glass, like those are important things he's doing in the basketball game that are keeping him in the game. And so, since he's in the game well for a while, he's kind of going through an offensive struggle in that game, like. Yes, the shooting numbers don't look good, but man, oh man, was he impressive on the whole. Numbers that stick out um, in a low possession game. Again, Houston got to 89 with two of their five starters. Again, shooting the ball poorly um, in a 40 minute game. Tulane had 19 total turnovers. They also admittedly pulled the sub, put the subs in, slowed it down the last few minutes. It was fairly, fairly high there. Of those. 19 turnovers, Houston had 16 steals. That that means like Houston is taking the ball away. It's not like, oh, Tulane's dribbling off their shoe. Like this is not a bad basketball team. Again, second place in the American Athletic Conference, and Houston's taking the ball away. Houston's five blocks, again, like I said, had an impact throughout that reverberated. Um, and then the other big number is Houston had 46 rebounds, Tulane. 27 now other statistics were fairly even like they both shot the three ball at 31 percent um houston shot the ball at 47 percent because of some putbacks and stuff like that off those rebounds um i'd be interested to see a first like if you just had a first shot shot percentage um, i wonder what that would come out to um you know houston did have their own 12 turnovers again it's not like to land's a bad basketball team they're just a team houston beat by 30 um Admittedly, I think it's worth pointing out that this game was Houston was down seven to five a couple minutes in until Juwan Roberts decides to kind of turn it on. Um, I, I'm i excited to see what this team continues to round into because there's a world here where in the exact same flow of the game, admittedly, you probably have to take a couple of Juwan Roberts baskets off because he had a couple of baskets and offensive putbacks, but they play otherwise exactly the same. But Jairus Walker goes more like, two of six from three and six to 12 from this field. Right. That takes him up to what, like 13 points. And then you got Jamal shed goes, so going one of five from three. He goes like two of six and he goes more like seven of 12 from the field. Right. And suddenly you're looking at Houston team that scores a hundred with the ease or Terrence Arsenal had beautiful looks from three on both of his threes. And he missed both of them. Those things go down. Maybe season the game longer. Maybe it's another, like suddenly Right, this Houston team can still take things up a notch in these final six weeks or so of the season, and that's insane. This team is so so talented and has such such high potential for to like see how high like how far they take this thing. Um, the only quote I want to pull from Samson at this point. Uh, if there's other interesting things as things continue to come out uh, once we get the video and that kind of stuff, obviously we'll talk more about it if we need to talk about it later. But the quote that's circulating right now. Is that uh, Kelvin Sampson, when talking about uh, Marcus Sasser at the American Athletic Conference's Player of the Year, his way impacts winning? He said, I don't think there's a better two way player in this conference than Marcus Sasser. And, coach, I think I disagree. I don't think there's a better two way player in America than Marcus Sasser. Not in the American Athletic Conference, in America. He's a true pro on both sides of the ball. He'll be an impact player on an NBA playoff team this time next year, um, he guards the other team's best guard. in this case, for most of the game that was Jalen Cook until they got worried about Jalen Forbes and switched him. He also leads the way in offense again, 22 and six, right in a game that they kind of pulled their foot off the gas and started pulling the starters early. He is just one of one. As a fan hold, held up, as a fan held up a sign and pointed out to the rest of America during the telecast. The road to the final four might just be a little over five and a half miles from Third Ward to NRG. I'll be following it all year long here at Lockdown Cougs. Make sure to subscribe down below. You can follow me on Twitter at Painsworth five one two P A I N S W R T H five one two for all your social media. That's all your social media handles. We'll talk about Cougs basketball, football. Uh, We got a whole other football episode out right now. You can check that out too. We got two episodes out for you today. We'll talk Rockets, Astros. Sneakers, Texans, Demigo Ryan's a good hire. We'll talk about that later, too. All those kinds of things right here on Lockdown Couches. You can also find me at Pange with 512. Thanks so much for making Lockdown Couches your first and potentially also second listen of the day. If you're looking for a third-ish listen of the day, I'm recommending in this show, Locked on College Basketball. They're doing a great job covering all of the chaos in Alabama the constant shakeup at the top of the polls and more. So make sure to check out Andy and Isaac over there. Thank you all so much for uh, subscribing. Listen to a second episode of Locked On Cougs today. Locked On Cougs, primary Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, or in our case, the number one team in America every day. Go Cougs.